close to the old town road I'm gonna ride till I can't no more I got the horses in the back Horse stock is attached just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and we are here tonight with the lovely producer Lizzo. Oh my goodness, I get to be on two episodes in a row. I've gone to the big girl's table. And, well, you're already there. And, big girl. <laughs> none other than the delicious Nakita. What's good, baby? Hello, Nakita. Hello, Lizzo. So we're here on a Sunday night, which is not usually our night. However, there's been a few things that have come up, and one of them was something that we forgot to actually start up with on Friday night, but then there's been a couple other developments. So let's pick up where we were going to start, which was, we'll start with Lil Nas. So... Go ahead, Lil Nas X, and what happened? Oh my God. Drop it. Just get into it and go. So he dropped the video <laughs> for uh, his latest single, Call Me By Your Name. Love the movie, which, but not uh, that. It reminds me of the movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, but yeah, and so in the video, he's in the Garden of Eden, and the uh, serpent um, seduces him. And. Then he goes up to heaven, and I, I guess these. He, so he's like dressed as all these people. It's kind of like an Eddie Murphy or like Tyler Perry movie or something, or a Martin movie. Mm-hmm. He's like dressed in all these different costumes, playing all these different roles. And so I guess this, he went up to heaven, and that's where you know he was getting judged. And they sent him to hell. He slid. He slid down all the way down to hell on a fucking stripper pole. I love it. A stripper pole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> made God. made famous by so many before him, but most recently and most notably, once again, it graced the Grammy stage by none other than Cardi B. <laughs> so I'm sure. What's funny to me though is this comes out hot on the heels of the what everyone's calling like the Grammys like debacle, the Grammys explosion. You know that Megan and Cardi are like, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> They were like, okay, now do we look so bad? We were shaking our ass. He's over there messing with religion. I liked how that's what you put when you were talking to me about it, Nikita, when you were like, oh God, don't be messing with religion. It it is causing a firestorm. Have you heard of this at all, Liz? A little bit, yes. It's it's pretty graphic. Yeah, and what what I find interesting (laughs) is that the first, you know, his big breakout song, O-Town Road, uh, was just... You had to get. It was a crossover. It was geared towards white audiences. My my kids were singing the song. So I'm glad that you said that. So I my family. I'm basically the craziest one when it comes to being obsessed. Kind of like when we were doing Nikita's story, and he was talking about you know that he's been really into like what's going on in Hollywood and musicians and all that. Like I'm the one in my family that's like that. Like nobody else really pays attention to right. that. For my brother and his wife, my sister, new sister-in-law, to be texting me images, out of the blue, mind you. My brother's a doctor, so he's not in the office thinking about Lil Nas X. Right. (laughs) But, like, that's how they are very much into being um, Christian. They're very much into their religion. They're into their beliefs and all this. For it to have hit them, because I also know they didn't accidentally hear it 
on the radio. So I was shocked that it even hit that because <laughs> yeah. my brother's texting like, this is a song that came from someone who was curtailing his audience first. So like what you just said, Lizzo, about like curtailing it to a quote unquote wider audience and all mm-hmm. of this. They said that the song, um, the the take that they were taking in the text was that he was curtailing it to children and in the religious view of things, they're looking at it as he was singing it to kids to trick them to be able to listen to his music. And now he's flipping the script and bringing them into something satanic. And I just was like, okay, I think we're kind of yeah. getting a little far away from yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of uh, speculation now, about his career anyways, you know? Yeah, because isn't he just... I, if, if anything has taught... If I've learned anything from people in public relations... He's doing exactly what he should be doing. Because yeah. I don't know if you remember, but someone was swinging around naked on a wrecking ball, and everyone <laughs> right. remembers that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that put her on the map. And I haven't really heard too much about Lil Nas X, but this, I think, is that for him. Is Yeah, and then, I, uh, and then they're saying that basically the industry is using him as a pawn. Do you think so? And basically, like, you know, they're trying to, they're doing this, they keep screaming about this gay agenda. I love it. Like, because I didn't. Know, I I don't think. Did you get one? I didn't get one. <laughs> I didn't, no, neither did I. Oh, I was on the foundation of the gay agenda. Oh, you got you get the trans agenda, and oh. then Nikita and I go to the club meetings, but they didn't give us. Yeah. One. <laughs> oh, I did not get the gay agenda at all. I wasn't around gay people. Nobody in my family was Listen, gay. I'm hurt. I wasn't a part of the Care Bear stare. No. You didn't have the secret handshake. Yeah, yeah I know. It's it's. I I love when they go ahead and start giving us that so we think that this is not part of some sort of a bigger plan i'm sh- i'm surprised that nobody has brought up the illuminati at this point oh yeah that's yeah they talked about that too well, if he, well if he does start hanging out with tom cruise and john travolta then it may be the scientologist <laughs> i think that you know i think that he did this on purpose i think that he knew that it would cause all this controversy it was kind of hard for him to follow up behind Old Town Road because it was such a huge record. And I think it was hard for him to follow up behind that. And I think that I think that this was, you know, a part of some sort of strategic plan, you know what I'm saying, to get the people looking back at him because nobody was listening to his music really after that. No, because that's what I was going to say. We're, okay, and I was about to say this just a second ago. Since you are the Trap House Queen... And you know all things relevant to him and Nicki Minaj and others that are putting out more hip-hop, R&B, rap-angled music. First of all, what does he classify his music under if he came out with that song first and now here we are with this? What what kind of music is he at? I don't even... He, what would you consider I, it? I, well, they were putting him in the rap category. That's what I thought, right? But now that's questionable. I don't... So, okay, so with that in mind, where is he, like, tr- what's his angle? Is he just trying to be loud so people mem- remember him? I, I, ugh, I, 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 there's a big, huge, at first, I was with him. I'm like, okay, he's coming out, he's being himself, great for him, I'm happy for him. Now I'm at a point where... Well, and he's a Grammy winner, mind you. You went from riding horses <laughs> in a full fucking cowboy suit, pink cowboy suit, in a cowboy hat... To stripping down stripper poles with fucking and boxer briefs and um, leather boots or, you know. Well, and, and, one, and one of the quotes that I see here, the system is targeting kids is what one critic has tweeted. Lil Nas X's fan base is mostly children. They did the same thing with Miley Cyrus after Hannah Montana. So the thing is, though, that was after Hannah Montana. Where did he come from first? What was he doing before this? No, he was like homeless. 
Yeah. So, yeah. so for him to all of a sudden what cue into children? I think I just is he the Pied Piper? I, I just think that these people are really looking way too deep into this. I think that we put these, you know, he come out, we put these people on pedestals. Correct. You know, he come out with this song, there's four children, um, Miley Cyrus, what's Hannah Montana, which appealed to the children. And you can't expect these people to be that way forever. You know what I'm saying? These mm-hmm. You can't expect Miley Cyrus to be Hannah Montana forever. She's going to grow up. She's going to be an adult. She's going to do adult things. Lil Nas X is an adult. He came in. He had that huge record. And I think that now he's doing what he wanted to do. You know, he's being himself. He's being gay, happy, and proud. Well, I like what you're saying about him being himself. Because that's one of the biggest things that he's starting to say that he's like the champion of right now. Is that he says, I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the shit y'all preached would happen to me because I was gay. So I hope you are mad. Stay mad. Feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves. Absolutely. How genuine do you think that is, though? Because I really feel like this is just an opportunistic way to take advantage. Which isn't the worst thing. I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't do the same thing. I love, so I, don't, I follow him on social media and he is just so when I tell you he is unbothered by the uh, critics he is very unbothered he plays a lot a lot of sh- he just I love his attitude when it comes to this stuff what I hate is I, I don't think that there is a gay agenda I think sometimes it's taken a lot of shit is taken too far I don't I agree think with there's that. a gay oh, agenda a I, think right. we're, I think that we're trying to get children to be themselves you know what i'm saying we we grew up i didn't really have a bad um homophobic experience you know what i'm saying like you had the the jokes here and there and i had to fight and stuff like that but it wasn't really bad i wasn't being bullied and beaten up on the way home and all of that shit wasn't happening to me but you do have those people who had you know who had those rough you know you have kids out here committing suicide mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know because they're gay and they can't be themselves because they're scared of what their parents and their family and their friends and everybody on the outside of them is going to say and i think that this is just a message to the kids like zaya wade to it's okay to be yourself you know what i'm saying so bottom line to this i think is still that we're we are overlooking and i think everyone t- has a yeah. tendency to do this just because we're not doing the message that whoever they is they want to be done doesn't mean that he's not just exercising his right so right. i think that's fine um i just think you know what if you don't want to look at it don't watch it yeah. um one of the things clearly that he's wanting is for people to indulge and go look it up it's working people are looking it up oh, people yeah, are watching absolutely. it people who would never have known his name never mm. would have listened to his music never given him a chance are looking right now yep. so he's getting every one of you that goes and turns it on you're doing exactly what he wants um with that being said before we go to break so do we think this is good bad or we don't really care i think that he should have stayed away from the religious aspect of things he could have got his point across that he was unbothered by the haters without touching religion i know you don't remember this nikita but i know that you do who did this in the 80s with religion Oh, Madonna did this totally. With Absolutely. Where people course, used to say that it looked like she was trying to have sex with Jesus. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was provocative and, and, and it put her name right on top. But it makes people mm-hmm. think and it brings it out to the front, which, you know, m- the people that I grew up with and where I grew up, nobody wanted to talk about stuff. Now we wanted to put the gay people in the back of the closet and stuff. Yeah, yeah that was during Prohibition, Liz, but it's okay. It well, needs yeah. to be doing... <laughs> It's the roaring 20s. It's causing exactly. conversation, and we need conversation, Agreed. whether it's bad or good, negative or positive. All right, well, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. Yeah, I want to take my horse to the hotel. 
Welcome back. So we were talking about Lil Nas X and the whole religious debacle that's going on there. Um, that's that's a whole lot that happened. The other thing was something we talked about last week. We literally had just brought it up. I wasn't shocked, but we're talking about The Talk, the TV show. Sharon Osbourne, she's been on that show for a while. Apparently, last, I think it was about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, with the onset of everything that happened, the fallout from the Meghan Markle interview, and then what happened with Pierce Morgan, she got into it on TV, which the that's like the last place you would even want to get into something is right with the viewers watching. She's out there. There's a whole uh, exchange going between her and Cheryl Underwood, and it just got really lit. Well, that apparently pushed everything into looking like maybe she's been racist, prejudiced, a bully, whatever, since the show started 11 years ago. There's been all kinds of other allegations. And what just happened on Friday? CBS made it official. She was dropped from the talk. Are you surprised? Nope. Not at all. Nope. No, no, uh, uh-uh. you don't. You've got CBS has to have some corporate responsibility, and they have stockholders to take care of. It's a business. It's money, and if you're going to piss off some of your viewers, then yeah, you got to go. I just felt like the whole thing was just ridiculous. Like, I wasn't surprised that she was like that, but then to find out she's been like that this whole time, it's just silly. Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts, Nikita? They, <laughs> he's like, where I'm to just, begin? I'm not, I'm, no, I'm just not surprised. Yeah. Like nothing that they do surprises me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I knew that you know she wasn't going to be on the show anymore. I, I really didn't look. It, they do this all it. the time when it's starting to get to that point where someone's about mm-hmm. to leave. All of a sudden, it slowly leaks out all the little problems, and then the person backs out gracefully. Number one, she's worth over two hundred million dollars. Right. So she's fine. Yeah. She's not getting a she's stimulus just, check for sure. And she's just, and she's also someone that I, that I just really don't care for. Really, you don't. And no, I always and, thought she was not, funny, but I didn't think she was really either. So right. That's a bigger part. That plays a bigger part in it. She's just, you know, she's from a whole different generation. Well, I don't, I've never even listened to her husband's music. So. I used to watch, well, this is I, true. I used to watch some of the Osborne stuff, the reality show. And I like the daughter. And it was just like a train wreck all the time. And she was the only stable force. So I'm sure she had to be a bitch. But I mean, treating employees like that is just not going to happen. Shouldn't happen in this day and age. I, I mean, do like their daughter, though, the one that wears the purple hair. Yes, sure. Uh, um, Kelly, my bad. Mm. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Um, but yes, I like her, too. She's great. She's expressive. Um, and apparently now she's pretty healthy, too. She was having some image issues herself. But I mean, I, I think that really comes with it when you're well, in when the public dad, eye. When your yeah, dad, absolutely. dad bites the heads off bats, then you kind of have to <laughs> It's crazy. So I don't know if you know this, but there was this movie um, on Netflix like two years ago. It was about the, like, the onset of like... Like how Motley Crue came to be. Did you ever see that? No, but I've seen plenty of behind the music. So okay. I lived in those days. So not only <laughs> not only did it show that, apparently there's a famous story where Motley Crue was staying at a hotel and somebody had pissed somewhere around the pool at the hotel and Ozzy Osbourne was out there and he went, he either licked up the piss or snorted the piss. That was like, I think that, um, what's his name? The lead singer of Motley Crue. That he oh, like- Vince Neil? No, yeah, like I think it was, or, or the dr- or the drummer that was married to, uh, yeah, one Heather of them, uh, yeah, mm. one of them, it's Richards. Um, no, that wasn't him. But anyways, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, that was something else he was known oh, for. Tommy Lee. It was I can't believe it was like the piss or something or ants or something. Anyways, he's <laughs> he's been doing weird shit his whole career. Oh, well, yeah, he's a. T- I mean, 
Well, there were, this was the 80s, and so you did stupid shit like that uh, if you wanted yeah. to get press. Yeah. He, well, I mean, shooting the bat off or the head off of bats is definitely going to do it. Uh, it's just sad that that's his claim to fame. Like, you know, that everybody remembers yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. So I what group was he in? He was in Black Sabbath. Yeah. No, that oh. yeah, that was like his main thing. Uh-huh. He still has. So, what they're also famous for is none other than Ozfest. Yeah. So they do Ozfest every year. Well, they did, and so that was a huge draw. But it's just like um, we'll segue on this for just a second. A lot of people don't realize, but there's a lot of wives behind the scenes that are keeping those dudes together, so that way they can have a career to finish off. Because right. Sharon's the one that kept Ozzy on point, and so he wives. could keep getting up on the stage. Just like, and a lot of people forget about this. Did you ever watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? at the very mm-hmm. beginning Camille Grammer Kelsey Grammer from Frasier his uh-huh. wife for the last like eight or nine seasons or maybe it was like, the seven, last seven or eight seasons of Frasier he was a raging alcoholic she kept his shit together so he could finish yeah. and have a career ending on a high note in that point so Sharon's done the same thing for him I feel like for both of them Sharon especially this is like the universe's way of telling Sharon you can go on break now you're good yeah we're done with you. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's. I think she said her piece. Um, moving on from there, which is a good segue off of that, is into you had submitted an article last week about all white people have internalized racism, um, according to the strategist for Harry and Meghan. So do you remember talking about this last week? You had said that their strategist, I guess, was saying that basically everyone to a certain degree, white people, mm. um, to some extent or another, are racist. Yeah, I agree. You agree with that? Oh, I, I do. I would have to totally. I was brought up in an environment that was racist yeah. and to a certain extent. Now, it wasn't as bad as other people that I grew up with, but white people have to learn, and I've had to learn this, not to be prejudiced. Yeah. And it's not all the time. It's not, I don't think it's, and, and when I say that, I don't think, I'm not meaning that it's not like, um, it's not like these people, I'm not saying every white person was brought up like to call us the N word and the, you know what I'm saying? Spit in our face. Right. But I definitely do think that a lot of them were brought up um, and taught to even like with the media magazines, TV movies, everything like me growing up as a child, I didn't really see my face a lot. You know what I'm saying? When I was watching Disney Channel or going flipping through magazines, I didn't see me, you know? And so I think that's just how we were, everyone, you know what I'm saying? We're programmed to look at white people as the uh, superior. So they were superior to us. Well, and apparently the, the strategist that they're talking about, Genevieve Roth, she has dealt with several famous clients before. And apparently what they're talking about here is specifically to the allegation that everybody's familiar with by now that somebody was concerned that Archie's skin color might be too dark. Buckingham Palace acknowledged Meghan's allegations were concerning and being looked into. And Prince William went as far as saying that the royals are very much not a racist family, but based on Roth's essay, she believes Queen Elizabeth and company are very much racist internally, even if they don't realize it. Right. So I think the key there is that she's saying that, like you just said, it's not on necessarily quote unquote purpose, yeah. but it's there you because it's like it. learned, a learned yeah, behavior. Yeah they, t- yeah, they can't help it. Yeah, I was brought up in an environment we did not use the N word in the house, but there were racist undertones. Yeah. And- I looked like an idiot when I was a little kid for a while with certain racist terminology. I mean, I wasn't even familiar with a derogatory term like cunt until I was older. And my dad said that um, actress Bette Midler, she had said it in a speech and she mouthed it. And of course, they bleeped it out. And I was like, what did she say? 
And I think I was like 18. My dad's like, are you kidding? I was like, no, like, I don't even know what that is. And so like with that, we weren't raised in a racist household. Like we just weren't. So that wasn't something that was for us. But like you were saying, depends on where you're raised. Oh, yeah. And I had I had black friends growing up and there was not a problem at my house. But with my friends, there was a problem sometimes. With being friends with a black person. Oh, right. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I think somebody has said something like that before where it was like, it didn't even cross my mind that like if you brought like a black friend home or to someone else that it would be something that someone said like, you know, well, did you tell her mom? And it's like that your friend's coming over? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. But you're right. Like, it yeah. just depends on the area. Right, right. And yeah. I mean, this was back in the 70s and 80s. So it's a different, it's a different time frame. And to a certain extent, my well, I just won't. I'm not going to call it out. I'll just leave that one alone. And it, and a, and a lot of the times, it comes from the ignorance, right? Lack of education, and some white people don't even want to, don't even take the time to educate themselves. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot so, of a lot of white people feel to the point where they're just right. Yeah, you know, like, and entitled type of thing. It's mm-hmm. just like the lady I used to work with. You know, when she said that, when she made that comment, "What's in your cup? Kool Aid." You know, oh, in her head, right. in her head, I forgot that, about that was something regular. Like it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Prejudice or yeah, mean spirited, right? Yeah, she probably in. Honestly, I don't think there was any malice behind it. You know what I'm saying? It's just but ignorance it, isn't okay. Yeah, in in um, it's instilled in them. You know, from fucking birth, and um. And when, it was crazy because when we started calling her racist, she was like, I'm not racist. I have a Hispanic friend. And oh, my God. That's my favorite thing, though. Ugh. People's defense is that, well, I've slept with or I have a friend that's or I have. A, it doesn't matter if you're yeah. if you're racist, you would know. You yeah. know what I mean? But I also think on the flip side of that, certain people do get accused of being racist if they're not willing to entertain the thought of dating someone right. of a different of a certain kind of race or whatever. But that also can be preference. So I think you just yeah, have to be careful. Right. Yeah, we're I'm at a weird paradox that. with a lot of those because yeah. you can really push it too far. Yeah. So with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and go to break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. So we're going to go ahead and start talking about some movies that we actually just saw and we caught up on. So one of them, we actually hadn't really made it a challenge until I looked up the Wendy Williams movie, the Lifetime movie, the now infamous Lifetime movie um, that Nikita and I watched. It was it was pretty much um, an experience because um, we both had our own opinions of her. (laughs) And I really feel like it left us feeling like we respected her a lot more. Yeah. But she's still a good friend of me of mine. So (laughs) I love you, Wendy, please call. Um, So anyways, with that in mind, the other movie that was breaking records, and it's like I shared with Liz last night, that could be breaking records of excitement or desperation for something to watch. So (laughs) Totally desperation. Definitely desperation. Yeah. So everyone's locked up and they're like, let's capitalize on the fact that nobody, like we have a captive audience. They're being held hostage at home. So they did the salt and pepper movie. I was pretty surprised. I didn't realize that they kind of didn't have it as difficult to get into that. I didn't know where their beginnings were, nor did I honestly care. But it was on. Yeah, it was on. And I I was actually surprised that 
you know, that wasn't like this. They were very middle class upbringing. Yeah. It was yeah. a middle class black upbringing. Did you know where they met? No. In college. In college. I was like, oh, I feel racist. Uh-huh. So- no, I know. I felt, I felt, I, I absolutely know nothing about them. They had that one song that I like. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just, it was crazy because I don't know what you thought. And I guess it's just because we're so used to seeing like all of these movies where everyone starts out so tragically. But then it was kind of like what you and I talked about with Aretha Franklin's movie. Like we started watching that. Mm-hmm. She didn't really come from like the world's worst childhood. No, no not at she all. Had a, and she no. had very supportive parents. Both of them did. But yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of a sign that. Like it wasn't that interesting, so yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why it took so long to turn uh, it into a movie. Yeah. They had to like find a story. Unless like yeah. drugs is involved, it's not interesting, right? There drugs, any- abuse, abuse right. Yeah. There yeah. was no drugs involved whatsoever, and just the remnants of gangster rap around them that they didn't want to embrace. Well, and that's not a bad thing either. That's a good thing. In an article I just saw um, that we'll be hitting on further next week um, about Tina Turner, she's getting to a point in her career where she's having a resurgence just because I think she's wanting to have a say-so before she's not with us anymore. Right. And so one of the things for her is that, you know, everyone now remembers, of course, the infamous What's Love Got to Do With It. Mm-hmm. And that's what really she is kind of saddened by is that's what she's really known for. It's not like, wow, she's so brilliant and fabulous legs. It's, oh, is that the one that they did the movie where she was beat up? You right. know, it's like, yeah, yeah, that kind of sucks that that's oh, your she, narrative. Yeah, she's, remembered, you know? she's remembered really more for uh, the song Proud Mary, which she did with Ike. And it's got Ike's Deep, low voice. Let me go into man mode here. Let's just be glad that nobody thinks about him anymore. Right. <laughs> but um. But yeah, it's just it's pretty tragic. I think it's a good thing. Um, the Salt and Pepper movie. The only thing that I really saw that kind of made sense to me was that you know some of the guys. This was at a time when women were still very much preyed on in the industry. They were at the forefront. They won a Grammy when women were not really winning them in the rap game at that time. So they won a Grammy for their song. And on top of that, these men who kind of helped them were sexualizing them to the max but behind closed doors they were either cheating on them hitting them or whatever but it looked like they were giving it back as good as they were getting they were giving it back pretty well yeah. and i mean i remember i was in college when they came out which shows you my age but they were <laughs> 120 I, lo- I loved this band when i was you know i was more into rock and roll and stuff but they were one of my crossover go-tos as far as rap went. I love it. Can you envision Liz and like, yeah, she's in some like BMW convertible top down and she's like, hey, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but, <laughs> but there was, the, in, in kind of the rock era, there was a rap side that the white college kids liked and they were part of it. It was the Beastie Boys, them, oh, Ray DMC, well, yeah. uh, and a ton of uh, you know, some of the older rap and it was very much followed by a rock crowd and they were kind of part of that. But another thing that we did do and took advantage of this weekend because we had an opening for studio time um, yesterday was we were able to watch, I think it was yesterday morning, the rest finally, we caught up with you, boo, the Billie Holiday movie. Mm-hmm. So I saw the first like 30 minutes killer. I already was one over. Yeah. But the rest of it was whoa. Whoa, yeah. It's the best movie I've seen this year. In a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. In a long time. The only thing I took from that, though, that I did tell Liz when we were watching it was I was like, you know, it showed a side that was um, really true to form for someone who's abusing drugs, someone who's has a raging drinking problem, who's going through it and just trying to figure it out and keep it together. But 
I also don't think I necessarily needed to know all that <laughs> because she had it pretty rough. Yeah. I like just thinking about her as some glamorous songstress. Well, it, it kind of gave me a glimpse uh, of who she was because I thought Billie Holiday was a man. Right. So that was the biggest I, thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who that was at all. Um, never heard of the Strange Fruit song ever. Um, so it kind of gave me, yeah, like I said, I... I would hate to to know her in that light, but it's just how it was. Strange Fruit. That is absolutely a song I had never heard of. Yeah. And so yeah. to hear it and then to hear what it was about. It was so powerful oh, yeah. back then, yeah. I mean, I could understand. To have the government after you? The uh-huh. FBI. The FBI. It wasn't like, even just like it, a it local was, precinct. It was J. Edgar yeah. Hoover. It was, it was the government. They wanted to silence. It was crazy. I mean, it yeah. made sense. I could understand what they were saying, though. That they were saying, you know, this music does this, 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 this. But it was just another way of showcasing, too. Our government for the longest time has been trying to control everything oh, yeah. even though we're quote unquote free so it just really sucks that that's the way that it ends up going down but yeah. at least they could only do but so much because it was so crazy. she sure as like, shit kept singing on it. her deathbed they fucking had her handcuffed oh yeah her foot her like, ankle oh yeah fucking kidding uh-huh. like, we yeah. literally meant nothing like like stuff like that you know michael gets to me like, yeah. so bad it's not it's but the thing is it's not it's a black and white thing to some extent, but people the 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 or the value of human life back in those days didn't was not there that it is now. I mean, just was, in general, people got treated like shit if you didn't if you didn't agree with the government. Yeah, that yeah. fucking just the scene where she came and she was walking through the crops and she found and the lady was, that was hanging so, and oh, the yeah. kids wow. were crying. I was like, like oh my god, it was like I myself was like watching it crying because those babies were like. That's they, the real reason you and, didn't want to watch it with me. And they drug, <laughs> no, and they, no, I really do. I I cry when I watch movies and shows. Yes, I really no, do. Me I too. Attached me too. To the characters. Um, and being that Andrew Day really, like, she was really in fucking character. I didn't know right. Billie Holiday, but I'm pretty sure Andrew Day's, um, reincarnation or reenactment of her was like spot, spot on. on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, well, um, well, we played some of the original cut of that song and it actually was pretty dead on but it was definitely Andrew Day has a different kind voice. of yeah, vocal yeah. It was, but I listened to them both too yeah. it sounded fabulous and I went oh I'm sorry I was about to say I went and actually watched the Billie Holiday documentary that had like people from her band in it uh-huh. like it was people that actually knew her personally oh so wow I went and watched that documentary or whatever was it anyone um, that was featured in the movie uh I can't recall. But yeah, it because was like her guitarist and we're gonna have to watch that like, next. Yeah, I watched it on YouTube. The yeah, work is never crazy. done. They the work is work never done. She came from a rough background. They didn't even they didn't even get into her childhood in that movie, but she had it rough. The thing that was crazy to me was to see her just basically like jumping from man to man to man based on convenience. Oh yeah, but I mean, That's I guess that women, was probably what you had to do, especially when she couldn't perform anywhere That's to make what money. Women had to do back in those days to get. On top. That's they, so sad. Yeah, I mean, because it was no a weak sexist woman, environment. She was not to be played with. No, that was the best in that, was when a dude tried to raise a hand to her, she slapped the shit out of she him. Was uh-huh. not she did not get played. Her mouth was terrible, and they said that in the documentary, too. Uh-huh. They said in real life, her mouth was fucking horrible. Like, because <laughs> she started, like, prostituting at, like, the age of 15. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, the house scene where they showed all of that, her being uh-huh. dragged through the house. Mm. Yes, that was a lot, too. I couldn't. Yeah, that was pretty tough. 
Um, but in any case, yeah, it was fabulous. I'm glad that we all finally were on in sync with that. Now we got to watch the documentary. Thanks, Nikita. <laughs> oh, I but just yes. needed more homework. Well, just remember, <laughs> just trust me, okay? Thanks. Have a good night. Love you guys. Southern trees bear strange fruit. 